ladies and cinephiles and everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Cinemates Podcast. I'm Mike Jose Collins. That's Jake Schultz. And joined with us today is a very special friend of the show and resident Godzilla nerd, Liam Thompson. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. First two-time guest. Uh, yes. Yeah. First two-time guest. First two-time guest. Just that popular. You guys wanted me back. Well, a uh, brand new movie came out, Godzilla Minus One, so we had to get the uh, the biggest Godzilla nerd I know to come on and talk a little Godzilla. I'm honored that you think I'm the biggest one you know. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> not a <laughs> it's big like list. slim pickings out there. <laughs> yeah. Would, Which is offensive. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Godzillas are great movies, I have to say, as someone who also grew up... Uh, watching these movies uh it is a little uh weird when you meet another person who likes godzilla a lot so it's kind of funny what about J- jake what's your uh what's your godzilla background um roland emmerich was really my first introduction to godzilla and i don't know if that's for better or for worse oh it's for <laughs> worse it's for worse uh, i li- i've seen the original i've seen that one and i've seen the new holified hollywood fied godzillas the kongs the, <laughs> the legendary the legendary ones all of them Big, big, big fan. The, the, but the legendary studios or whatever. Yeah. 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 I can hear it in your voice. You seem like a big yeah, fan. Yeah, you seem stoked. You seem stoked on the lizard. I've always been a King Kong guy over Godzilla. Why? Why? Yeah. Monkeys. <laughs> Monkeys. Oh, well, you're going to get a <laughs> whole handful of them in the next movie, yeah, in the I next know. legendary. Oh, I, I know. All right. Why don't we talk a little bit about the uh, brand new and our uh, brand new movie, Godzilla Minus One, and our reviews on the new 2023 picture. Jake, why don't you drop us a little synopsis? Quick one here for you. Japan is already devastated by the war when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster. So yeah, Godzilla Minus One. This film really kind of took over the Hollywood cinephile world by storm. It all seems to be by word of mouth too, which is uh, pretty impressive for a foreign film. It originally was supposed to have just one week in the theaters. It has been since pushed to two, and they are looking at even expanding it even more. This is the 40th film under Toho for Godzilla, as we know that they just love to pump out every single Godzilla they can think of, whether they're like the campy Godzillas or the classic one that we all know and love, the original. But this is the newest one, and it's like we're in a Godzilla renaissance right now, you know? We have the Godzilla vs. Collins, we have the Apple TV show that's airing right now, Monarch, and then now this one that's come out. And uh, Yeah, so next year will be the 70th anniversary, but yes. because of their partnership with legendary which is the other godzilla movies they can only make one godzilla godzilla movie a year so that's why kong is next year and this one had to come out uh, right now because this seems like a summer movie this does not seem like a an early december drop it does it feels like one of those big blockbusters that marvel would usually do just like all right this is the movie to go see but i yeah. think that's probably just because of like the deal like you said and also just the uh the timing and the advertising i i yeah. heard basically nothing about this movie Going in up until I was like, hey, you want to go see this? And Yeah. So this, they couldn't, they had to wait like 10 years or something to make Toho to make a new Godzilla movie because of their deal with the legendary, with legendary. Um, and it was funny when they were casting this movie, I think in 2019 or 2022, I think is when they shot it. 2019, I think was when they casted it. They were like trying to keep it a secret that it was a Godzilla movie. So they were like, blockbuster, giant monster movie, <laughs> Japanese <laughs> It's like, I wonder what that could be. <laughs> There's only, you know what? I think they're just bringing uh, Gazora back from Space Amoeba. I think it's Hell finally yeah. his time to come back. Jake, thoughts? <laughs> so, <laughs> why don't you drop us your first take? Yeah, you're going the, with the one that knows go the least yeah, amount exactly. of Godzilla beforehand. Yeah, I'm. So, given the background of what I've seen for Godzilla, I have not necessarily seen the best Godzilla stuff out there. The original's good. I like the original. 54? Yeah, for obvious reasons. It's it's a classic, and I think that it handles its themes very well of war and how that is pertained with Godzilla. And then a lot of the new American versions, we don't really get that. And the only times that I have really felt like into those movies were probably the first like 10 minutes of the first Godzilla, the 2014 one, with Brian Cranston and his wife and him locking his wife. And I was like, oh my God, character development in a Godzilla film. And then it kills her wife off, and then immediately just, like, I don't care about them at all. This, however, I was relatively surprised coming into a Godzilla movie going, I actually care about the characters. These are very well-told characters, and you actually care 
if Godzilla is going to stomp on them or not. Because normally when you're watching these movies, you're like, the the humans are disposable fodder that are just so irrelevant to the plot, and you are just be- sitting begging for Godzilla to show up and do something because you're so bored. That's not the case here. There's a lot of moments in the film where Godzilla's not in the movie, but it's not necessarily boring. And that's like a first for me watching these movies that I'm like, oh my God, I actually like genuinely enjoy this because the camaraderie between the the male characters in this movie is really, really strong. I enjoyed their dynamic a lot, especially uh, when they're just on the boat and they're taking out all those bombs out of the ocean. Like it's just the way that, that they're able me, to tell. That for me I think tell, is my favorite scene. Yeah. The mind sweeping and then the first mm-hmm. time they see Godzilla in the water. It's just good character moment beats and the family dynamic in this movie is also told in a very interesting perspective because it's not necessarily like oh it's the lover and the daughter. No. He br- brings in this person that he doesn't know with a kid that neither of them really never knew and they raise this odd family in that and it's just interesting dynamics that are told in a Godzilla movie that I never expected to. So that alone, immediately, I was just pleasantly surprised by. And not just that, this movie is freaking gorgeous, man. Oh, it's shot, it's so incredible to look at, like, yeah. every all the shots and even the visual effects. $15 million is apparently the budget, which I don't understand. And even today, the director came out and said, $15 million? I wish it was that high. <laughs> so it apparently is lower than that. I, it's, it's incredible production design. And I think for, like... Uh, to show Tokyo after that devastation and you're kind of like um, it's this perfect pairing of Oppenheimer watching that and then watching that destruction where you didn't see anything I'm glad these movies came out in the same year because you see the devastation and the way they design those sets in this movie is phenomenal Tokyo looks great Mm -hmm. looks so great I don't know how it looks that good. It genuinely doesn't make any sense. When you see Godzilla for the first time, it, it's darker. And you're like, okay, maybe this is how they're going to get around that budget. Because I knew the budget going into the movie. And then, nope, there's just several scenes where Godzilla's in the broad daylight. And they like did not care. They're like, we're going to show you what this guy looks like because we're proud of what he looks like. And he looks great when he starts to like charge up his beam and the blue scales just come out. It all looks so good. And the fact that multiple Marvel movies came out this year with over $200 million budget and looks like garbage, and this movie came out and is one of the better-looking movies of the year, says something. Yeah. And honestly, all the, everyone's saying that it puts Hollywood blockbusters to shame. It does, just yeah. because yeah. how it, do they use that budget? Yeah, it, it seems like they just use their budget wisely, and they really put the care in where it matters most, yeah. in like Godzilla. And when I was thinking about when I saw this, uh, going back to like the 54 version, the reason why that movie, I feel, works so well, besides it being a classic, is that you have that unique perspective where Godzilla in that movie is like a big metaphor for the bomb. It's a nuclear monster, and yeah. you're dealing with this whole like populace that was completely ravaged and destroyed, like two whole cities and a bunch of loss of life by this weapon. And like to make a successful movie or to make uh, make a movie as effective as like that movie was, you had to find some way to connect Godzilla to a similar kind of effect that people in that society would have. And I really like how Godzilla in this movie is more of a metaphor and an item or device for dealing with the your main character's uh, like PTSD slash survivor's guilt, where every yeah. time he's in there or Godzilla's in there and it, he's reminded of this horrible time in his life where he like chose to like run away, survive himself. Godzilla's there kind of reminding him reminding him of it and it's nagging at him and it's nagging at him and then later on he kind of they i like the arc that they go over where it's like he's kind of fighting and pushing back at it and then i mean we'll get to it eventually with spoilers but i think that whole narrative arc has a great conclusion for the main character 100 percent. and i we were talking about this last week uh with the holdovers where it's an incredibly sincere movie but this movie uh is also one of the most sincere movies I've seen this year, and it's in a genre movie, which is something that you really don't see that often. It's it's a monster movie, uh, and it truly does. Like I love that this movie is exactly right after the war. Like this is uh, this is post World War II. It's a, it's about the Japanese government uh, and how its use of disposable citizens in the wartime. Um, it's about the ethics of kamikaze pilots and what that means to like Japanese male identity. Uh, and then it's all based around this metaphor of Godzilla. And one thing I loved about this Godzilla is you don't really pity this Godzilla. The, Go- the Godzilla doesn't really have a character. It is just destruction. It is put there to simply just destroy everything. There is no. It has no purpose. It has no no 
needs, no wants other than to just destroy. And I thought that worked like in- incredibly. It's this massive ethical quandary of, of all of these things. It's crazy. He's literally the personification of war. Like he just shows yeah. up, does whatever he wants. There's literally no motivations. And I think that's what's so effective to me is because it's just a stand in for war in general. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. And it, like I don't know a lot of other people are like, what like me especially watching these films are like they root for Godzilla and they're like oh yeah go kill everyone but yeah no like this is just the no. complete opposite this is the first time that I've actually felt scared of watching Godzilla and you're like oh my god yeah. this is a big this is looming a scary threat. Godzilla it has it has to do I think the way that they do that they use tension so well like in other Godzilla movies he he's always like walking around and just kind of like coming out of the water and it's almost like a big scene where they're like oh no there he is and then you get excited for like when you see all these cool destruction scenes but and i i thought of this like a couple days after i watched it but i see a lot of similarities with this movie in jaws mm-hmm. i i was thinking this exact same thing where like, this is the most jaws movie i've seen since jaws and it works for, and i was ready for that when they were first doing the mind sweeping scene and like they like godzilla was coming after him and it's this really tense scene where they're like going through oh the mines aren't working and he's regenerating again a really really cool effect mm-hmm. but then like kind of going through this whole thing where i mean in jaws uh, similar to i already went over it but the main character in that the shark means something else as opposed to just being a shark but oh man i want to talk about the destruction in this movie phenomenal oh my god phenomenal. i i went and saw it with anthony and he had to go to the bathroom during that whole uh, the ginza oh destruction god. thing i'm like that is like i'm like you you missed the you, like yeah. literally the Pinnacle coolest the destruction movie. movie like destruction scene in a movie i've ever seen and that was i re- i do really like this adaptation in this version of godzilla because they, you can tell that there's so much of the original movie and the original heart of it kind of put into it. His yeah. design, they put in the the sound, the like classic soundtrack. Well, okay, here's again. something I thought when I was watching this movie. I was like, this roar sounds really familiar. It's the it's the original. It's the exact. So what they did is they used the '54 roar. They put it in a sound studio, just amped up all the reverb, and then recorded the sound studio. So just like in it. And it's literally the, just the original roar. It sounds really good. Like, it sounds phenomenal. Seeing this in a massive theater and like he, you could feel the roar and like everything around you. And it really is jarring when you watch the Hollywood versions to this. And like I, I would like say that the Godzilla movies aren't even worth watching in theaters because they're just a bunch of like mess and nothing really happening. This like felt effective to a theatrical experience. I think that was it. That, that, that's a big word for me on, on this entire movie. The, the sound from the, the stage sequences, from, from the metaphors it tries to use, from the, the war drama, from the, every theme it tackles, it's effective. Mm-hmm. Everything it set out to do was incredibly effective. Yeah. And, and speaking of the characters, I know that that was your first point, but like, I think bar none, this is the best character development I've seen in a Godzilla movie. Oh, hundred percent. Like like Jake was saying, usually that kind of thing is, it's like it's nothing like the older movies. It's like oh, you have some writer who's like oh, we're getting weird signals in the ocean, and then Godzilla's yeah. enemy for that movie yeah. comes out, and it's it's nothing. It's just like yeah. fodder. I think especially with Toho, they like what Godzilla is this, 37 now? Like, this is how many Godzilla it, movies it, are it's close It's their 40th. It's, it's close to the 40th. It's their 40th. Yeah. It, that's including the the anime the trilogy oh, okay. on Netflix. Um, yeah, Toho really started going off the rails with, with, like, a lot of the alien stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, it, it was, like, every single movie. Like, anytime Mechagodzilla showed like, first two times Mechagodzilla showed up, it's just like, oh, we're going to take over this world, and Godzilla is the way to do it. But yeah, there's just actual depth to these characters. Like, and it, to wa- see this from a Godzilla movie just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't compute. And I'm sure lots, what a lot of other people are probably like, it's a Godzilla movie. Like, what are you talking about with all, like, the acclaim that it's getting right now? And that... People are clearly checking yeah. it out, and the the word of mouth is working, and that's a good thing. It's made forty five million dollars on a supposed less than fifteen million dollar budget. Is it going to so be number one success. at the box office? It, yeah, probably. Wow. Like this on weekend. the weekend, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad it's doing so well because I think it's a real shame when people look at this movie and it's like, oh, it's Godzilla. It's not going to be much when there is a lot to offer and when there's a lot that you can do with that genre. I mean, clearly, I mean, yeah. clearly, they made a very effective movie. It's yeah. clearly working well too because my dad was the one that texted me. He saw this before me, and my dad hates foreign films because he can't sit and watch dialogue because he's just he's an old man and he texted me he's just like have you seen the new Godzilla movie and I was like no he's like oh I just got out of it it's amazing I loved it like what this is my dad talking about this you loved it and so it is working it's clearly getting around there and we went yesterday like it was a pretty packed packed IMAX theater 
Oh, you saw it in IMAX? Of course. Yeah. We went to one, uh, the one up in Vaughn, and going in, I didn't know the theater, but Anthony's like, oh, this this theater has a really cool gimmick. Oh, not Screen X. It was the AVX, the one with the side. It had the <laughs> t- projectors on the side. And I wasn't a big fan of it in some scenes, yeah. but I I enjoyed it. It was I nearly tripped over some guys 270... no lights. Yeah, I... I, I... I joked to Mike, I was like, you want to go watch it in 270 degree depth? And he's like, no, that's something I would never want to watch <laughs> ever in my life. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but I would that. rather have seen yeah. it in IMAX. I'll probably go see it again at some point. Yeah, I, I kind of want to see this movie again. I think, uh, especially with the human moments too, is like, there's so many, many of those that the conclusion to this movie really pays off because you had so many of those moments. And I think mm-hmm. even Jake and I felt after the, I think there was like a good 20 minutes of, of just like, over the the first couple of years post World War Two, and just them sort of getting their lives together and mind sweeping, we're like, what? What are we watching yeah. right now? Like this is a little confusing. But without those moments, the conclusion of this thing is brilliant. One thing that I, I thought was my favorite part of the movie is uh, essentially the bad guy in this film is the Japanese government and the war. Godzilla is just a metaphor for for PTSD and and nuclear like Japanese people's fear of of another nuclear d- explosion and and the, what happens after a nu- nuke right uh there's this brilliant line uh by the doctor and he's like I can't remember exactly what he says but we're just not going to lose any casualties and then you get to the end of the movie and nobody dies in mm-hmm. the final battle and I thought that was brilliant spoilers because it's all about <laughs> I think we're past yeah, the we're, spoiler yeah. warning it's literally all about the Japanese government like using these people as disposable and all of these people who fought for the country who had this identity of them fighting for the country and then they find out that this war is sort of for nothing and the Japanese government didn't really take care of them. Um, and especially with the... Com- I, I thought the kamikaze, the, the use of like male identity to these kamikaze pilots was brilliant because he had this moment where he's going to kill himself, but he doesn't and he, he hits the eject button. I think it was pretty obvious that that was going to happen, especially when they cut away from, oh, what's this button? Yeah, and also one thing and then it yeah. goes over and it's like the engineers, oh, a little, I don't know what It was a little about. predictable a couple moments, even with the... Well, at that point, they literally like panned out and then you can see him pointing at the like the lever and making like a lever movement so like they show it but if you don't catch it, then you're not going to get it but I saw it immediately and I was like, oh, I guess he's not dying. But I don't think that takes away from no. it, to be no, honest. No, 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 no. I, I, I loved that moment, and I, I thought it was brilliant how nobody dies in mm-hmm. it. All the characters, I really enjoyed all the characters. Like, Every like, single character. Everybody, like, even the, I really like the neighbor who started off, like, really low yeah. and showing that idea of just, like, that was ingrained in the Japanese people were like, oh, if you don't die or if you come back, you're like a coward or whatever. And she held that thought, yo, you... He didn't die. This was all for nothing. And then she turns around, becoming like so close with the main character and his new family. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, like that was a great character. All the all the guys on the boat, like the doctor and that old guy. I love the doctor. Doctor's rad. Doctor is great. Yeah, do- uh, everybody on the boat was amazing. Mm-hmm. You watched um, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah? I did. Recently? Yeah. Um, uh, today, actually, the first form in this one was Godzilla Saurus, right? Yes, and yeah, I was I was just about to say it was really strange in uh, that movie. Uh, to briefly go over it, there's a whole plot where time travelers like come back and they're just like, we need to stop Godzilla from evolving because the island that this dinosaur was on got hit by the H-bomb and then yeah. Godzilla shows up. So they go back in time and there's this whole storyline <laughs> where... <laughs> well, okay, well, I'm not going to go and explain <laughs> the whole movie. It's a good one, though. But, yeah, I, I, I love that movie. Okay. King Ghidorah slaps. Anyway... But yeah, it was I I was getting kind of flashbacks to the, I'm just like, oh, this is a very very similar setup where mm. there's these Japanese soldiers but instead of getting attacked by the Godzillasaurus and this dinosaur before it evolves, uh it's <laughs> this really clumsy thing like, oh, they saved us from the Americans and these all these American soldiers in that movie are like, you know, remember the English guys or the uh American guys from squid game that are like yeah, yeah. they're just like oh what was that sir ah uh, looks like it's from another planet should we report it yeah <laughs> there's also a steven spielberg mention in that movie where they're just like well we gotta tell them that uh, little green men are invading us you can tell the story to your kid when he's born major spielberg <laughs> and he's like i will sir that movie's insane. It's a great movie. Go see it. Uh, I love the the evolution of Godzilla in this. From uh, his final form is great in this one too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great, and I loved how every wound he took became a flesh wound too. 
Oh, that was such a cool. Yeah, it was a great ad. Final Form Godzilla in this is like one of the best ones I think I've seen. The budget just doesn't make sense, man. It just doesn't compete with my head. Nothing makes sense. Everything I've been told from modern day film just does not make sense that this was made under $15 million. Yeah. I I don't get it. It's actually insane. It's like they put the whole budget into Godzilla and then they're like, okay, we're good. We don't need to reshoot. We don't need to do anything. This is, wow. Imagine making movies like that. And it doesn't even seem like they, I I would be surprised if they doubled their budget to do advertising. I mean, it was probably like something like that in Japan. They normally don't though, because the boy in the heron got literally zero advertising. They're just like, Miyazaki, go show up. And I I feel like they, yeah, yeah, they just. This is all word of mouth. Mm -hmm. It's a thousand percent all word of mouth and it's going to get a sequel too. Yeah, or, yeah, which, I, I, yeah, he okay. wants to. How do you guys feel about a sequel to this? Because I loved this as a standalone Godzilla movie, so I was kind of... Obviously, at the... Uh, spoilers, I know we're already spoiling. At the end of the movie, Godzilla has to come back. Like You can't just kill Godzilla at the end of your movie. Um, but I kind of like this as a one-off. Well, it's not just that. She ends up having like this burn mark show yes. up. And- okay, so we. I, I was trying to figure out what that was. Do you think you have an idea? The I burn think, mark? Yeah, I think they want to... Or my idea is... The half alien, half human, like superhero people. I think they want to sort of explore that without making it aliens. The half. A- I, I do. I should give preference. I missed the first like ten minutes just because we were late. This was is that- the end. This is oh, the at end. the very Where end. Where she has the thing on her. Oh, that, 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 that. Um, I think. What's your theory? Or is it going to be like human Godzilla? Because I think it's like they don't want to bring in the alien stuff again because it was a little insane. No, yeah. So I think that. I wasn't surprised that there was talks that they want to do a sequel. Could it be? Can it be done? Obviously, they can just make a sequel or whatever. Can it be done well? I think it's going to be tough. I think they would have to explore a part of, like, some part of Japanese history that not a lot of people are yeah. familiar with, and it would take like almost like a bit of knowledge. Like, there's almost like a lost in translation effect kind of thing where it's like if you don't know that kind of culture during the times, it'd be like. Uh, I mean, even this though, like itself, was eye-opening to post-World War II. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I loved this setting for, for especially a Godzilla movie, which is about obviously Godzilla is about the nuke, right? So, or the nukes. So here, it's like I'm surprised that it took them this long to make one that was directly after World War II. I could see them kind of doing a sequel where it's kind of around the, like when the U.S. like first started like not occupying but having way more people post-World. To, per, Post World War Two, like hanging around and doing that, and yeah. kind of go, like, like Mecha Godzilla could be the the metaphor for the U.S. government. Or it something. could be honestly, yeah. I could see that where it's just like, okay, we have this where uh, these Americans are just like, yeah, they had this Godzilla thing, they created that. We could use this as a weapon, and then that's an occupation. Then Godzilla is a representation of like Japanese spirit or something, kind of trying to get Mecha Godzilla out. But I don't know how effective that would be if it would be as good. I'd still go see it. I, yeah. I'll watch it. That's the thing Godzilla. with Godzilla. It's like, this is a great metaphor, and it's a great piece of cinema, and, and part of the film, and everything that I, w- I, w- I wanted from a Godzilla movie that went back to its origins about why Godzilla movies were amazing. This is what we got. But the universe has way too many sick monsters. I like, know, the kaiju dude. are awesome, bro. So, I mean, you got to make some stupid destruction movies. Bring, bring King Ghidorah back. Bring Gigan back. Bring Mothra. Bring Rodan. Bring Ebra, the giant lobster. <laughs> I have your no idea chip. what any of you guys are talking about. I know King Kong, three-headed dragon, big dragon, King Kong, uh, armadillo man, okay, so moth. Th- so yeah, so think about this, Gigan. If you put a Cylon red singular eye, give him five glaives, three on his head and two for <laughs> arms, and then a chainsaw that goes from his neck all the way past where his cock should be. Wow! And then it just <laughs> uh, or a, or the. Godzilla versus Megalon, the plot for that one. Atlantis is underground, and they're pissed about the people up <laughs> up on the surface. So they send a drill bug Megalon to go drill up to the surface and take care of them. Bring Megalon back. Um, Jesus, <laughs> first of all. Uh, I, 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 I'm intrigued by a sequel, mainly, though, on the basis of what they can do with more budget. Because it would clearly be given more more budget to be doing something. But I'm a little bit worried about bringing these characters back in for another story because I love them so much with this story that I'm worried pushing it past that would just eventually get like making it for the sake of making it that again though like if he it's clearly Yamazaki said he wanted to make it so if he's making it who wrote it and directed it like I trust him now and I think he did the sound 
Did he? Did he? Do, did he? Mix I think it he himself? actually also did the sound. The man just did everything in this movie. Eh? I might be making that up, but I also thought I saw him do the sound. Man said, "Let me take Godzilla back on my I mean, own." Literally, back. he's the John Carpenter of Godzilla. Fine, I'll do it myself. All right, let's give grades. Sure. I uh, I went four stars. I, what, what was lacking for you? I think there's just points where, like, I I know I said that, like, oh, I didn't need Godzilla on screen, but, like, there literally is, a, like, a good solid 30-minute chunk in here that is just, like, okay, like, I wouldn't mind to see something every once in a while. And that's also on the back of me being extremely tired on my Montreal trip that I, like, had no Gotta sleep. Gotta go see it again. I, I want to. I really think I would like it again on a second viewing. I just, it, seeing what he was able to do with this on such limited budget with a great cast and a great story and that we're sitting here dissecting a Godzilla movie to the extent that we are rather than just look it's a monkey and a lizard beating people up like it's hey but by the way it's also refreshing. sick also awesome yeah but I, the, I'd pay to go see that anyway. But day. the difference is we've seen that for too long now. So yeah, for us to 100%. finally get something like this. <laughs> is it too long or is it not long enough? Godzilla vs. Kong sucked. So oh, you it's Godzilla take, X Kong. You, you take now, that brother. back. You take that back. Monkey with an X. So bad. Dude, I love monkey movies. Dude. <laughs> I love monkey Dude, movies. Dude, Pla- Planet of the Apes, but it has King Kong. <laughs> Let's go, bro. Uh, so four stars for me. Hell yeah. Uh, I love this. Uh, I love the characters. It looked amazing. Uh, such an incredible callback to the original Godzilla's. Everything that was great about it. The themes, the tone of the movie was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I give this five stars. One of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, I originally gave it four and a half stars. I think on a rewatch I will give it five because I, I mean, one, I'm biased and I love anything Godzilla. But this was just like not only just a Godzilla, a good Godzilla movie. It was just a good movie in general, and I don't find there's a lot that I disliked or I thought that was lacking. I think the biggest critique is that maybe there's some stuff that's lost in translation, like dialogue and whatnot, but I, yeah. take, that, I take that with a grain of salt, and I'm just like, you know what? I can enjoy it, and I can find that it's a fantastic movie. I think it's one of the best, if not the best Godzilla movie like in the whole franchise, besides yeah, the original. It, it, genu- it genuinely could be. It just is for me. It's just fully <laughs> that's, the best. That's fair. All right, give you some recommendations. First right. off, anything in the Heisei era with the cool posters. We're talking versus Biolanti, versus King Ghidorah, uh, against Mechagodzilla. No, that's the next one. Versus Mechagodzilla 2. need you to watch uh, versus Destroyer or Desodoroya. Okay. <laughs> I'll add those on my watch list. Do no, it, you brother. won't. No. You got to watch one. Got I, one yeah, I'll, I'll watch one. They're so easy. I used to watch them on... Uh, they was on cable overnight, so if I was staying up late, they like would, the there was like a there those. was like a channel, and it was only black and white, and you would just watch every Godzilla movie on repeat on this one channel over and over and over again. Sometimes there was no uh, subtitles either. Sometimes it wasn't dubbed; it was just straight up Japanese. And I was like, <laughs> "What? Well, I don't know what I'm watching." I would just see like two little twins on a random oh, island night. with moths. Oh, the, the moth. Like, Please, Let's go. you must help Mothra. How do we sick. do that? Sing the song, and Mothra will come. <laughs> I love it. We recommend Godzilla yeah, go minus one, a hundred percent. It's adding definitely. theaters, so like you're gonna get your chance to see it. If you're worried that it's not coming to you, oh, don't worry, it's coming your way. It might be number one this week, but The Boy and the Heron did also just release, which probably yes. will take number one from well, that. You, you know what's crazy? This isn't um, Japanese submission for Oscars in, international film. Oh no, no, no. It, I can't remember. The I'm name really of that movie. surprised. Not it's not even The Boy and the Heron. Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, some other movie. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I, I would I'd say I'm, it I'm surprised, but given that like no one really knew yeah, about no, the there, movie. There was, like, yeah. Nobody knew this was going to be this movie. It did make some other lists, which we will get to maybe in a little Let's news go. segment in a second. But we will get to our next segment. We've been saying this for a while now that we want to get to you guys' comments because there's been a lot of them. So we're bringing back Who Slandered Mike, but we're changing the name up. To who slandered the mates? This is our official title of it now. Yay! We need like theme music here. Keegan, get on that. <laughs> we we would love some who theme music. Who slandered the mates? Da, 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 da. Who slandered the mates? <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> we should we should bring Liam in and just yeah. have him sit in the corner and then just turn his <laughs> mic on every time we get him for the music <laughs> and do nothing. Do nothing. Literally nothing else. Uh, so the first one we'll go to Priscilla because it's been a while. So this is from Let's Go He. On a video about me talking about the film, said me trying to reach Remember the word count on an essay. Uh, don't worry, I picked out five. I got a whole. Okay, I got five go. of okay, these. Go, sorry, go, go. Me trying to reach the word count on an essay. Yeah, you do talk like that. I gotta agree with him. 
<laughs> Thanks, man. I don't know in that clip, but but honestly, I don't some, know what clip. Sometimes it is. you're talking like, is this a word count here? I kind of kind of agree. With Oh, thanks for making me feel great about myself. That's fantastic. It just means you're passionate and you're trying yeah, to find yeah. the you're right trying words. To, you're trying to search for the right words. Yeah. I just like to talk. Also, these are ding-dongs on TikTok, so yeah, just who take cares? it with a grain of salt. <laughs> but I'm not. Sure. <laughs> uh, which lets someone else respond back to saying, okay, and to that comment. <laughs> oh, was that, was that Mike? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, another comment on Mike this time on his Priscilla one. By, this is by M saying, Graceland is meant to be a prison. Duh. Yeah. Pretty sure that's what she said. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah. I said it in the podcast. People have to realize that I'm posting TikToks <laughs> to not give enough context. So either you're like, oh, more curious about it, or you're like, wait a second. I think that's true. Go listen to the podcast. That's the point. Also, the TikToks are like, when it is, there's cuts and it's still us talking, like, yeah, that's literally what it is. There's just bits taken out of it. Use yeah, your I, common I sense. We, we don't have to defend it. <laughs> speaking of common sense. That was a good one. Speaking of common I'm just reading it. Like, <laughs> speaking of common sense, Hunger Games, this is by Gary Bagwan saying, common sense ain't that common. What? what? Common sense ain't that common. On a video oh, of me talking sense. about- ain't that common. Ain't that okay. com- What's the context of the video you're talking about? It is about me talking about why the Hunger Games, well, I thought the second act wasn't very good and that I didn't think that it was very- extravagance and by literally say in the clip that there's i understand why it wasn't because it was one of the original ones but apparently common sense was not among myself that day i don't understand that one no it's you, you really thought he said something there yeah or he, thought, he thought he ate that yo <laughs> speaking of that ryan Beatty as well on that clip said i think you can't compare it to the other films they did build and climax the film is doing its building Okay, how are these roasting us? How, how is any of this talking? These are just people adding just on to the conversation. Uh, I literally said all of that in my clip as well. So yeah, thank you for Yeah, it's just a guy adding to the combo. Well, don't. Read the roasts, man. Somebody must have said what they mean. Uh, this is on Saw. Saw is dumb. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people actually defending us on the Saw TikToks. It's more like defending you because you were the one that was like, yeah, Saw is not very good. And everyone's like, oh, thank you. I finally agree that says, or that you, they said that your 70% was really bad because they were like, well, 70% is, wasn't that bad. That you're just like, like, yeah, it's not that bad. And it's just a bunch of people <laughs> responding to each other over and over again, being like, do you not understand how numbers work? I mean, Saw's a good horror franchise if you want to watch like people die gruesomely. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, it. It's anything that's all you get from it. That's what yeah. I'm saying. The best one is a 70% movie. Yeah. That's a good movie. It's yeah, not a bad movie. It's a passing grade. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with three and a half stars? Apparently that's bad. Uh, also on Mike from, and this is on The Killer from Doey Tom, how do you miss the point of that hard? <laughs> I love, <laughs> I, I love that the bare minimum for this guy to like a movie is to understand it. That's all he has to. Oh, I got the movie. It must be a great movie. It's okay. I, I understand. This is the dude. Every there's so many dudes who just if they get a movie, then oh, it must be a good movie. And anybody else who doesn't like it, they obviously didn't. Yeah, get they it. didn't get the movie. It's like yeah, you know, listen to the podcast. It's probably- we we literally dive into every part of that. I think that was one of our most like extensive deep dives. Mm-hmm. It's probably the same kind of people who watch that scene in Barbie where they're talking about like the Godfather part and everything about that, and they're just like, you didn't get the Godfather. Yo, what the hell is this? The Godfather's amazing. Yeah, it's a great movie, but also you know, think about why you like that movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons. Yeah, dude. Dudes in movies are weird, man. Dudes in art, just because you like it or just because you understand it, doesn't mean it's a good. You're allowed to understand something and then think critically about it. Oh, crazy thought. Nope. No, you can't. Apparently not. Uh, And the last one. This is on the Iron Man two one. (laughs) 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 Sorry. From Emerson Brent. Bad take. Maybe switch to reading books or digging for fossils. I love that. (laughs) That's such a good, such a good comment. This is all on Mike. That guy's profile is like all he posts about is how hard he is for superheroes. So oh God. I understand why he was offended that I thought by Iron Man 2 was a bad movie. Caligaro it's says. It's not good. It's no, one it's, of the worst it's, movies. It's Dude, two good. and a half stars is like. That's, that's, that's an insane rating. That's incredibly generous. Caligaro said Tony Stark being based on Joey from Friends is such a horrible take. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm aware. Don't <laughs> worry, buddy. I'm aware it's a bad take. Uh, we'll close it off on Damien saying, save the take with mentioning Rockwell. Performance by him made him my favorite actor for years. 
in, in Iron that Man movie? Two? He's not, like, that was the he's one. He's not very good in that movie. He's just he's just Sam Rockwell. So that's were sick. You, were you thinking like uh, I don't know about this Rockwell guy? But then you see him being oh, a bad weapons a Wow, look at him in Iron Man Two. He must be a great actor. Well, you want your bird? Your bird? <laughs> Come on, Damien. Damien, raise the bar, man. <laughs> Sam Rockwell in Iron Man Two. Come on, oh, brother. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so leave your comments <laughs> if you want us to react to them as well. Be a bit nicer. Okay? Those weren't even that bad. Some, Some of those you were just reading, that they were just adding context. Well, I didn't think okay. that you were going to agree <laughs> with someone that I talk too much, okay? Well, anytime somebody <laughs> comments one of those where they just state the obvious, just, like, yeah. just exactly say that. Yeah, you got it. You grasp of the obvious. <laughs> you nailed it, pal. It's really funny to me when they just do that because I'm like, yeah, that's literally yeah, what we're it's saying. It's good, though. You know, it adds the traffic, adds the combo. Yeah, give us some likes. Follow us as well. Love it. Uh, you want to go to Cine News, Mike? Drop it to us, brother bear. Hit that intro, Mike. Welcome to the Cine News. There we go. James Wan said his next film will likely be a return to horror after the new Aquaman 2 movie will be coming out later this year. He said, I feel the itch for horror is potentially calling, but we'll see. James Wan, of course, got his start in horror, and his last one that he made was Malignant. Good to see James Wan going back into the horror franchises once again. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, don't, I don't know what movies he did. So he did the Conjuring one and two. Uh, which one yeah. was that? One of the ones where there was like some. Those were the good ones. Like the witch hanging in the tree behind the house. Is that the Conjuring yes, two? Yeah. Okay. That's the first one. Oh, okay. Those are the good, good Conjuring. Good one. Yeah, that's <laughs> sick. And we were asking for this earlier. We did. So he heard us. There you go. Thank you, James. Good to see James getting out of a franchise like Aquaman that he should not be stuck in. Olivia, Dude, the Aquaman trailer looked awful. I left to what go fill water that? up, and I let the like, green screen is insane on that thing. Yeah, they did not even show Amber Heard in that movie. Is she not in it? She's in it for five minutes. I think they did not show her in the trailer at Are all. Are you surprised? Gee, I that? wonder why. Yeah. Well, yeah, they said they were going to keep her in. I thought they were going to cut her out like completely. They tried to. Jason Momoa was trying. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, speculation. He's trying to get her fired. Allegedly. 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 It's a safe word. Olivia Wilde is set to direct Naughty with Margot Robbie set to produce. The film follows a woman who only hopes of securing custody of her son from her ex is to find Santa Claus to get him to testify in her divorce hearing. <laughs> All right. Is, is this hitting a little too close to uh, Jason Sudeikis here? <laughs> <laughs> Holy. Um, uh, is this based on a real story, Olivia? My initial. Uh, no. no. My initial reaction is. <laughs> I know Don't Worry Darling is not very good. <laughs> One of the worst movies I've ever <laughs> seen. But you're telling me that she can't get any other work that isn't oh, this? No, 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 no. Sorry. The, the, the plot of this movie sounds awesome. I, I think that's a really, like... Yeah, I think that's a besides, great way. Besides her history of, like, her recent divorce stuff, I think that's a really, really funny Yeah, I, I really like the plot for this movie. That sounds awesome. Okay. It's like Miracle on 34th Street, but, you know, naughty. <laughs> Wait till they cast David Harbour as Santa Claus. Oh, brother. <laughs> He's got blood all over. What don't himself. you like about that? I think that's sick. I, she's such a. I, I've seen her talent behind the camera. That this does not seem like a movie that would capitalize on that. What's her talent behind the camera? You watched Booksmart. Booksmart. Yeah, Booksmart was good. That was a good one. And and since this is a comedy and she's going for it, I think it could be good again. Is, is it a comedy? Who's writing? Well, it who's sounds writing like it? a comedy. It sounds like they're not gonna. Yeah, you can't make a Christmas if movie right now. If they make it right a now, melodrama, a a, like a court no. drama, about no, it's gonna be Santa it's gonna be Claus like the it? holdovers, but but naughty. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis is writing it. So this movie that'd no. be crazy. Imagine. Uh yeah, jeez. Den- Denis Villeneuve says that the script for Dune Messiah is being written right now and is almost finished. Hell yeah, let's go. Followed up by saying, I don't exactly know when I want to go back to Arrakis, but my dream will go one last time to the planet that I love. Please build a nice world this time, for Christ's sake. I'm sick of empty rooms after empty rooms. Make it seem like somebody is living on or in those cities. That's all I ask. The movie's almost perfect. That's not, I don't just think make that's somebody world... seem make it seem like what? somebody How's exists. That that's not in that's those not cities. world building. That's not world building though. That's an issue of them not showing like the day to day life in Arakeen. Yeah, that's building a world. Yeah, that's a that's world okay. building. All right. That's what I'm saying. It just every city that that's they just showed like dumbing down world building to like its simplest form. Sure. Yes, and that is. Okay, it's so, a, it's a so when you're talking, you know, you say something, then you explain the reasoning, you know, so you say something, then you explain it, right? Okay, so but there like, we go. you just want people in the background is what you're saying. No, every <laughs> every room, like every room just seemed like a giant empty room, and there nobody existed in any of these spaces. That was my only knock on the movie. They go to all these cities, 
and I don't see anybody. I, where, where are all the people? It doesn't seem like anybody lives in anywhere that they are. It's freaking hot outside. Who wants I, to be I, Listen, the movie is damn near perfect. I love Dune. I'm a Dune. I'm a Dune. Uh, Same here, man. Hardo, man. That was my only issue. Stop saying Hardo. It's a lot of empty rooms after empty rooms. Same with all the new Star Wars. Every every scene is like an empty room after an empty room. Whatever happened to like, okay, knock George Lucas as much as you want. The the, the, the prequels, that was some, they, they made it seem like people were living in those worlds. I get what you're saying, but Dune was always, again, this is me talking from being a big book nerd about Dune, but Dune was always a big grandiose, like almost fantasy medieval times mixed with science fiction. I, I understand what they're doing. So I think it's- so Every I, scene though, I just did not believe that anybody lived there. All right, fair enough. But my, bro- my brother really got me thinking about this because I was like, what are you talking about? And then I watched it and I was like, oh my God, it's just an empty room after an empty room. I still, Dude, nobody I st- lives there. I still love Dune. I'm ready I, no, that. I love that movie. I think it's, it's still a five star movie. <laughs> but that is like, ever since he pointed that out to me. But do you think I'm the, so mad? Do, do you think any of the scenes with the Fremen where they're talking with Paul and doing stuff? Do you feel that's lived in because there's no, like, no, nothing in the movie you, made it really? seem like anybody lived there. Really? In any, any, any environment. Oh, any wow. environment. Okay. Sadly. Uh, this is also off the tales of Dune: The Sisterhood, the HBO show, again renamed to Dune Prophecy. Which I think is an HBO show. There is. Yeah, they're gonna follow the Bene Gesserit. Ooh. And Denis is directing the first episode. Oh, that. bless up, Sl- Let's go. slay less. Coyote versus Acme updates. Paramount has made a bid for Wait, the sorry. film. Are they gonna Are they gonna oversaturate Dune? Are we gonna see too much Dune? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, there. They, I mean, there's already too many. Too many freaking books done by uh, the original author's son. Yeah. Like every. Well, corner. you should stop at that. Stop before Frank Herbert's books are done. Well, I mean, Frank Herbert. I mean, Frank Herbert's dead, but yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Don't do his son's books. Oh no, 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 no! no. I, I don't think they would go that far because uh, Dennis or uh, Frank Herbert's son can't write at all. He can't write. Yeah, he. I mean, ugh, shut blind? up! Shut up! <laughs> no, I mean his, his writing is not great in my opinion, and worst of all, like I believe he goes off of. In some scenes, I think I was reading, I haven't read a lot of his books, but he goes off of some of the parts about, um, like, David Lynch's Dune, where, like, Baron Harkonnen has all the pustules, and he's, like, floating around, and he's all diseased and everything, when he wasn't like that at all in the books. So he just changed stuff, and, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm fine if Denis is involved in it, and, like, if it's his vision, I am I trust it. I When they get past that is when I'm going to get worried. They should stop at God Emperor. That should be the last. They shouldn't do, like, Heretics. Shouldn't do Chapter House. Just stop at God Emperor Dune and make sure that they do Children of Dune. Children of Dune is the one I've heard everyone saying, like, you got to do that one at least. It, it's good. I mean, Dune Messiah, I, I won't go into anything. Dune Messiah just kind of leaves off on a... Like, oh, there's going to be more coming. It's not really a conclusion to, like, Paul's story and then going on, like, his like his lineage. It doesn't, it doesn't conclude anything. You really need, like, children and then stopping at God Emperor. At least that's my opinion. You can obviously go in a bunch of different directions. You can talk about how they got rid of all these, uh, like, all the machines. You can, got, you can talk about all the houses that you want, even though it's not that interesting. Should uh, go uh, pitch this to David Zaslav himself. No. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. We'll we'll go right ahead, and then he just throws my throws you in into the, the budget cuts yeah. section. <laughs> Speaking of budget cuts, Coyote versus Acme. Paramount has put in a bid for the film for a 2024 release. Amazon as well has been considering it, but has not made a bid. Netflix did talk about a 30 million dollar bid, but apparently Warner Brothers is playing hardball and is expecting to get more than 70 million dollars for the film which is over the budget they even paid for the film. So Warner Brothers continuing to be doing sketchy things out there, like always. Best visual effects shortlist has come out for the Oscars. You want to know what wasn't on there? Oppenheimer. Really? Oppenheimer was you know not what? on the After list. After seeing the silent scene in Godzilla Minus One, kind of topped the Oppenheimer bomb. I mean, yeah, the the Ginza, the Ginza, I like the Ginza scene in Godzilla minus one more than Oppenheimer, but to not be nominated for visual effects, I mean, it's more like practical effects, like on mm. on Oppenheimer's. Well, end. what 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 beat it out? Let's go to that list: Barbie, yeah. Across the Spider Verse, yeah, Godzilla minus one, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Oh yeah, you know, I just watched that. Yeah, I would say so. The Creator. Didn't didn't see it. What do you think? It absolutely deserves yeah. to be on there. Rebel Moon Part One. That, that's not out yet. We haven't. We can't. Comes see out it. in two weeks. Oh, there we go. Ant Man: The Wasp: Quantum Media. 
Uh, I haven't seen it, but no, it does not deserve to be in there. Killers of the Flower Moon. So there goes the argument Mm. of it's more practical. Did it look better than Oppenheimer? Wow. Ooh, I mean, in my one. mind, after hearing that, I don't. is there any more on the list? There's 20 films that... Oh, that, oh that could be picked. It hasn't been... Yes. This okay. is oh, the, Oppenheimer's not even on the On 20. the short list. This is the short list. Wow. So it's a, it's a snub. I, I, let's quickly go through the rest of these. The Marvels, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, The Boys in the Boat. These Dun- movies must look sick, man. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. I love that. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, no longer called Part One, just Dead Reckoning. Napoleon, Nyad, Poor Things, Society of the Snow. I don't even know what that is. Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, Good God, and Wonka. So not even on the short list. That is ridiculously mm. stupid. I don't know. I mean, I'm not too. I mean, I've never really cared about the Oscars, but it seems like a strange thing not to put it on the list but especially since Oppenheimer is getting nominated for probably literally everything else that probably it's very what, weird what like was outstanding about the visuals the bomb <laughs> just the one scene but the rest of, like the film and like visuals. all those movies you named had like millions and millions of dollars in like CGI and, and the way that they looked but also th- that's a dangerous conversation because even in the Oscars like prerequisites like they specifically say that like it's just the way the film looks it is not necessarily CGI dependent and when you well, have yeah but they have so much money that make those movies look good sure but like literally the bomb is a technical achievement in that film to not have even re- sure but it's one scene but the rest of the film also looks great and there's yeah, it looks it's and not there's like multiple, outstanding. There's I'm, multiple other I'm, scenes. I'm not. Where, I'm not too. I, I get mad what you're saying. This. Where there's like the visual, like if you're comparing it to things like, like Godzilla minus one. There was a bunch of different scenes that was that looked incredible, and you can see all the visual effects. Same thing with Barbie. But I think Barbie's more on like an art department. I think that's going to get like yeah. best art design, hundred percent. And then Spider Verse. That whole movie is like visual. Yeah, it effects. Looks amazing. I'm I'm not too mad about that to be honest. I'm pretty annoyed. What do you think it should have beat? Ant-Man? I could name five films on here that should not have been on there. Ant-Man, The Marvels, probably not Aquaman, The yeah, Lost Kingdom. Yeah, but I don't know. I've seen the trailers for all three of those, and they all look better Indiana than Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is not a better looking movie. How, what was that? They, $300 million look, movie. They don't look better vi- like visual effects yeah, like, like If I'm looking at that, I'm like, those movies visually effect, uh, effects-wise are better than Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's like black and white half the movie. But that's effects. Sure, uh, I, I it's an affecting it's, it's use. Facts. It's a good use of black and white, but it's not like better than let's spend a get this hundred million dollar special effects department to make these inc- incredible underwater moments in Aquaman. Nyad is on here. They look better. Nyad is on here. Nyad. It should trust me. Nyad should not be on this film. This list. I don't know, man. You're not really making a case for Oppenheimer other than just one scene. It's a great scene. No, there's it's an effective scene. What I was also saying was that there's also those scenes where he's thinking and you see like the, the lines come and all that. Like those are literally all effects. That yeah, but were, I could have made... done those like 50 years ago. No, but they were made specifically with him not using CGI as well and that's a type of effect so like it totally, should be. and that's fine. But but when there's six other movies on here that don't look very good and yeah, there's CGI overblown, but you're nominating them anyways, that's a joke. Versus technical achievements in I don't films know. That if no- those 20 movies are, are put there and it's about CGI at this point, then I think you're misunderstanding the category. It's not about CGI, though, because you have Killers of the Flower Moon on here. Which look better than Oppenheimer. Okay, but that's, that's not your argument right now. No, that's not my <laughs> argument. But your argument is Oppenheimer should be over a bunch of movies that use CGI. I, I think they should be over... I don't think CGI should be a merit point to what is a good a good visual good or not good visual effect. Sure, but that's what the category is now. And I think you're just misunderstanding the category. But that's ridiculous point. because the Oscars words are not that. I agree. I think there should be a practical effects award. It's the same thing with stunts. There should be like Yeah, there should be stunts should be nominated. Yeah, stunts should be nominated. I agree with you. Yeah. And it's just it's a little stupid that when this is going to get nominated for everything else that the one every nah, Toen's talking point is the bomb. Stupid. Well, the Oscars never go to the ones that most deserve it. At least they No, like, what? Uh, yeah, sorry to drop this bomb. What are you on talking you, about? Mad Max Fury Road ruled. <laughs> Grow yeah, up. No, it's just it's just all ad campaigns. It's just whoever whoever spent yeah, the most money. Yeah, you got to market. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's yeah. why Godzilla minus one probably won't win anything. 
I could see it get nominated. I would love it to be nominated. I would there's love a, it. There's a nominated. solid chance that it could get nominated. But I don't think it'll win anything because they're not going to put in the money to advertise it yeah. or market it or campaign. Jeez, yeah, exactly. A lot of words. Campaign it. Yeah. Same thing. I could see like, it getting sound. It's same thing like, uh, well, I can't, well, I won't say Disney. Disney won't get the animated one. That's going to go to Spider-Verse. Yeah, uh, Spider-Verse. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a question. It's going to go to Wish. Spider-Verse is getting. No, nah, it's going to go Leo. Yeah. Oh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> Uh, Spider Verse is getting was getting Best Picture talks for a long time. It's it's yeah, no, it's not no. You know. say no, it's possible. Was an animated it's t- or it's ten movies now, right? Was yeah, an animated feature ever nominated for yeah, Best yeah, Picture? Yeah, a lot. Toy Story three. There's been it's usually like one a year. Oh, okay. So no, yeah, it's by, no, no, no. If, if when Pixar gonna be... drop something, yeah, mostly no. Toy yeah. Story. Except for I can't see anybody putting Elemental up for <laughs> Best uh, not Best Picture, Picture. or Best Anything. Yeah, best anything. I remember a lot of animated movies. Getting, maybe it was just the Toy Story era. There's been three films that have been nominated. Oh, Shrek? No, wait. Let me see if I can get them. Toy Story 3. Up. Is it Up? Uh, Happy Feet? Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, yeah. It's so it all around the same. Damn. So it's probably not going to happen, but if there well, is an animated film. Well, now I think film, it probably will. With ten movies now, and it's Spider Verse. <laughs> the list has gotten pretty tight with how many good movies are coming out this year. I don't it's know. True. It, it's, true. it's on like the outside looking in. There's a chance the marketing has to be perfect for it, and it has yeah. to get it in score for it to even get a chance. When's he announce I'm the hoping, uh, list for all the nominations? Uh, uh, February, March, Fe- January, February ish. Oh, okay. Well, there's still some yeah. time to. I was watching them live this year actually in class. Ooh. I skipped class to watch them. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's it for Cine News. So now this we go to what we watched. Synonyms. Go, Liam. Start us off with what you watched. Uh, how far do, back do we want to go? Just this week. Just this week. Uh, do you like your top three if you want to <laughs> say so? Because you, you, you haven't seen you in a long time. I know. Uh, I'll just do what I watched recently. Um, so yesterday I watched Jennifer's Body. Hell yeah. Uh, One of my all-time faves. It was all right. Uh, I got the comedy and the writing that it was going for, and I think it's effective for what it does. Like, it's a very almost like almost dry humor, but like presents itself as very upbeat and whatnot. And it's a lot of the all the acting in it is very good, and all the characters are funny. Chris I, Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> he turns into a Chris Pratt. Uh-huh. Well, hey. <laughs> But he, yeah, it, it, I was shocked by a lot of things. J.K. Simmons in there was a funny yeah. guy. Patrick Starr's voice actor is in there for a minute. He's the, he's the dad that's like, you hear me? I'm going to nail your nuts to my door. Is that your Patrick Starr voice? No. What's your Patrick Starr voice? <laughs> I don't know. What's a Patrick I'm putting you on the spot. What's a Patrick Starr? Hey, SpongeBob. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Is mayonnaise an instrument? Oh, SpongeBob. No, Patrick, mayonnaise is okay. not an instrument. <laughs> Horseradish is not one either. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty effective. I liked it. Uh, three stars. Um, Hell yeah. It's all right. I love uh, that movie. And then this morning while I was doing chores, I watched Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Yes. Way better than the original movie. The original, <laughs> yeah, it's not even original movie. Stratosphere. For, for a movie that's about like car chases and like the wasteland and all this thing, it is one of the worst, like, the first one has one of the worst pacing issues I've oh, ever yeah. seen in a movie. It's about having sex on the middle of the highway, you know, oh, <laughs> on the side of the road. But then Mad Max 2 does away with that. It just turns it into, a like, a proper, like, hour 40 long movie. You have Mad Ma- you have uh, Max going on, like, his character arc. It's, you know, it, for a movie, it's nothing special, but the stunts are incredible. So sick. I think the driving is awesome, and it's just a it's just a very fun movie to watch, especially yeah. that last uh, car chase oh. around the oil, r- Wicked. Uh, the gas uh, tanker. Uh, I gave that four stars. Let's go. That is my favorite movie of all time. Hell yeah. And then after that, I watched uh, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, uh, probably my second or third favorite movie poster. Of all time, sick poster. Such a sick poster that whole era. But yep, that's and any Godzilla movie in that uh, Heisei era, which is like eighty four to like ninety three, I think, right before like two thousands hit, uh, is great and it's fun and they're all pretty consistent. They're shot decently well, and they're just like movies that you can throw on and just have fun with. Uh, it's got a ludicrous, po- <laughs> ludicrous plot. And very, Luda. very, <laughs> very dated visual effects. Uh, 
Yeah, I gave that four stars too, but I am biased. Sweet. And that's pretty much all I watch. I've just been watching. Uh, we got my anime going, Jujutsu Kaisen and uh, Invincible before it took a break. Uh, and Still haven't caught up on Invincible. It the season's very good. I just have no motivation with them doing a break four episodes in. I get that. I get that. But it's good. I remember reading that kind of the saga that they're in in the comics for a while when the first season ended and going through. They're doing it pretty well. It's nice. I'm not surprised. First season's good. Hell yeah. I didn't watch much. I watched one movie. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I finished my Indiana Jones rewatches slash this is the first time I watched it. Um... I, I really don't understand a lot of the hate for this movie. Three hundred million dollars. I know it's one of the most expensive films of all time, and it does not look that good. Uh, it's fine. better than Oppenheimer. Yeah, it was nominated. apparently <laughs> considering that the Academy thinks so. A bunch of idiots. Uh, the uh, overabundance of CGI in the first sequence is really, really jarring, and I understand you have to de-age him. I guess to, He's to like show him. 80. It looks really bad. Uh, it, it's it's not convincing at all, and he looks like an old man in like a forty year old Harrison Ford, and it's really uncomfortable. It's very Irishman like, and aside from that, though, the movie is pretty more lax than I thought it would have been, and it's just like a, a fun little final chapter for indie. And I I really liked Harrison Ford in the movie too. Like more recently than not, I feel like he's been a lot more motivated in his films. You see that in Shrinking as well. Uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. She's really good. I like her in literally virtually everything that she's in, and I think that she f- plays off of Harrison Ford very well. Mads Mikkelsen, I I feel like just American films don't know how to use Mads Mikkelsen literally ever. Uh, more specifically, just blockbusters. He was terrible in Doctor Strange. He's just has not been very good and utilized in a lot of these films. Same thing goes here. He's kind of a very uh, forgettable villain. But I think the film's just kind of fun. It's just a fun closure to indie and his saga, and it ends really, really bizarrely. <laughs> like, it, there's a solid 20 minutes that is just full-on what is going on in this film, and it takes a massive turn, and I think a lot of people have been turned off of that, but also this is the franchise that Indy drinks blood and turns into a bad guy. There's an arc that disintegrates people, uh, and there's holy into grails. A fridge and yeah, and there's a new, like, if, if you're, if you're going to tell me that, do, do you want me to tell you guys? Do you want me to spoil it? Uh, yeah, I wasn't planning on seeing it. Yeah, I don't it. care. So the Dial of Destiny is a time machine that goes back to a specific point in time and only that point in time of like 500 BC uh, (laughs) where someone invented the dial to try to come back and get people to stop the war that was happening at that time. So they go back in time and Indy's like, keep me here. I want to stay here. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is like, like hell you are. And she knocks him out and brings him back into the present. And then he just retires. (laughs) It's a really stupid ending. So, so bro, quick saved, like, <laughs> yeah, build the dial of destiny. Nice. Just like, I'll come back to this later, and then what? I, just, that's it. They just show up, and then he's just like, yeah, I, the, I really like it here. The guy's like, please help me, and he, she's just like, nah. What? <laughs> <laughs> when, did they, when did the Crystal Skull aliens come back? Yeah. Oh, gee. Oh, funniest thing. You know how at the end of Crystal Skull that they're just like kind of set up like to mutt and they're like, oh, you're not going to be indie. And then Shia LaBeouf did Shia LaBeouf things. Yeah. yeah. So they have one throwaway line being like, oh, it's crazy when Mutt died. (laughs) 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 They just kill him off. What? Wow. It was really, really sad when your son that you don't know died. Yeah. But there's a lot of, I think that that brings the interesting dynamics because he gets divorced with um, Miriam. Yeah. So they get divorced and it's him kind of going through. How what he feels like his motivations in life should be now that he's lost the two most important things to him. And I think they do that pretty well. So I give it three and a half stars. I think it's a lot better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I think people that are hating on it, we're looking for a reason to hate on it. Uh, and that there's just lukewarm reviews out there. And it, I, I, I see that. But the people that are like, oh, it's such a bad movie. Like, no, grow up. It's not that bad. So three and a half stars. Yeah, Mike, what's your enough. SNL update? It's Jason Momoa and Noah Kahn. Uh, Jason Momoa sucks. He's not a good actor. Sorry. Jason Momoa is not good in anything I've ever seen him in, and he is so bad on SNL. He has no comedic timing, just terrible in every single skit that he was in. It was a really bad episode. Noah Khan just plays a guitar. Uh, you know, listen, great music. He's, he's, he seems to be blowing up right now. Uh, d- doesn't really, didn't really do like a show. He just played the guitar and was like, yeah, I'm singing my song. As someone who's been to his show, that's what he does. Yeah, I I do not get concerts like that. Like, come on. Did you say Jason Momoa is better or worse than uh, Elon Musk hosting SNL? Better than Elon Musk. 
Elon Musk was like really trying. Jason Momoa was kind of cute where he like wasn't really good at it, but he kind of knew he wasn't really good at it. Elon Musk was like trying. <laughs> See the clip of him where he, the, like <laughs> the over the Wario week sketch? No, over like the the past week where he like was like F him and was waiting for the audience to applause, but nobody applauded. So no. he kept he kept like trying to repeat it and nobody was applauding. I don't know. That's that's basically how his entire SNL run went for me. Uh, but Jason Moe was bad. Just just absolutely awful. Tonight we got Emma Stone. No, that was last week. I didn't do that one yet. Emma Stone was last week with um uh who no, she was with Noah Kahan. Jason Momoa was with uh Tate McRae. Reverse. Go. Tate McRae was freaking fantastic. Emma Stone was bad and Noah Kahn was boring. Emma Stone was really bad. Sadly. Emma Stone's never bad. She was really bad. She just wasn't the, the, the she was fine. The sketches weren't good. And she didn't like make them better. Like sometimes just having a celebrity there can make it better. She did not make them better. Well, if they so. know what to do with it, it's just yeah. like any. A lot yeah, of they just it just wasn't funny. I haven't seen any like really worthwhile sketches from SNL recently. Been in a my, good season. Been a really my, good season. Has Should it? watch watch tonight. Tonight we got um, Olivia Rodrigo and oh Adam Driver. So that should be good. Should be good. Olivia Rodrigo's banging. Like blowing up right now. Adam Bang Driver knows how to do All comedy. All the hits are popping. Yeah, he's hosted it before. He's, he was pretty funny. He did the the digital show. Undercover right? bosses. He, he hosted the whole thing. He oh, hosted, okay. Yeah. Uh, and that was Emma Stone's fifth time hosting last week too. So. Still not funny, sadly. Anywho, well, I watched Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Finally, hell uh, yeah! I loved this movie. I liked it so much. I've been telling you for so long. Uh, the you're pa- gonna like it. The past. Or the the like, there was a couple moments where I was like, "Oh, come on, uh, like just speed it up a bit." Uh, but I thought I, I was just like freaking amazing. I loved it so much. I was having so much fun with the movie. Was it like a great movie? No, it didn't like speak to me in a lot of but ways. It was I fun. think I think it missed a lot of like opportunities to do stuff. But it was absolutely so much fun. Bradley Cooper was <laughs> so <laughs> funny, and I had no idea. It was, it was such a movie. weird cameo. I remember so seeing strange. it in theaters. <laughs> just like, uh, okay. He's my favorite actor. And him just in there, I was like, this is awesome. And I, I was getting to a point where I was like, this is so sick. And then he popped up, and I was like, oh, my God, I love this. Now, go, watching that, and then after you've been playing D&D with me for a while, did you feel like that was yeah. a party and a D&D game? Bro, it made me want to act like like get in, get super into it uh, like in my next character, just like go. Look balls to the walls, crazy beans with it. Uh, I, I loved it. I thought I thought it was so good. Three and a half stars though, because it, it's not like a perfect movie, and it had a lot of flaws. But I mean, it was just so much fun that I couldn't knock it down that much. Honestly, if I rewatch it again, I might give it four stars. It was a little, little too long. Watch Shout it. out to Jonathan. Jonathan, <laughs> really gotta wait for Jonathan. <laughs> it's a great opening. Hmm? Uh, May December. Uh, oh yeah, I watched that too. May December. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Jake? I liked it. I, I think it's an interesting spin on, like, it's presented as, like, this really cheesy film with the over-the-top piano and... Yeah, the sound was just randomly nuts. Yeah, but it's, like, th- this is a film that, like, literally requires you just to be thinking the entire time. and It's so uncomfortable. Every single scene in this mo- movie is... It's about um, this actress comes to this town to study this relationship, which is based on an actual story from New Zealand or Australia, I think, about this... Um, School, 36-year-old school teacher who had an affair with a 13-year-old boy. Uh, and then they ended up getting married and having kids and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's about this actress, Natalie Portman, going to this town to study this person to make a movie about her life, yada, yada. It's like this weird character study, but every scene is just incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, I didn't get the point. I think that's kind of the point, isn't it? No. I, I I think they were trying to do something. I just couldn't find what it was. Clearly, you didn't understand the movie. Therefore, I didn't understand you, the movie. Therefore, you can't talk about it. But <laughs> I, the acting was phenomenal. It was. I completely agree with you, Jake. It's like presented in this like, literally, the opening scene is like, "We need more hot dogs," and it just zooms in on it. It's like, boom, boom. Yeah. And it's like, what? What? What am I about to watch? Uh, it's just like, it's just super uncomfortable. It's like every scene, I felt like I was watching like an episode of The Curse or something. Uh, but but I, it didn't really go anywhere. And I didn't understand a lot of the motivations of a lot of characters, but you know, it was uh, it was a really interesting character study and brilliant performances. I give it three stars. Yeah, I give Charles Melton a lot more credit. He than was the other tremendous. ones. He should be up there as like a 
best act, supporting actor nomination. I, I wish he he needed more screen time. I think, but I've never seen so much emotion from this guy before. Like he's this been like great. in a couple things, and I've never really been like, oh, like yeah, he's that guy. He's but the Riverdale like, guy. Plays, I was about to uh, say Reggie. he's in a few seasons of Riverdale. He's really he? good. Like he's really he was good. Yeah, he was the breakout star for me. Like everyone else is good. Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. Obviously, you know what you're getting with them. But he was the standout for me. He was the biggest thing that I've heard about the movie. Was yeah. that he he did a great job and that he's going to get more work hopefully i think so this. yeah he's like a he was a serious actor in that movie that was some real great work for him yeah presenting this over the top cheesy bits but with a story about trauma and exploring this character understanding how he was in a, being abused for his entire life it's really interesting and i don't think it fully lands there for me but i enjoyed watching it and i think that it's like a very interesting watch i just didn't get a lot of what it was trying to say yeah, as well I, the, towards the end i didn't get the motivations and i don't think it landed the plane of what it was trying to do no but it still is a very good movie and i gave it three and a half stars i know mike you gave it three stars uh it, i i think it's worth watching and i will be championing uh Charles Melton to yeah, get some. I, I think he's great. Some phenomenal. Is that championing and uh, campaigning? Mixed Both together? in the same. Championing. Yeah. Championing. I like championing. Championing. I like Champion. uh, Champagne poppy. I'll quickly go through these last three. Beer Fest, 2006 movie. Uh, one and a half stars. Absolutely dreadful, but honestly, me and the boys. Uh, your Christmas <laughs> or mine, too. Uh, this is a sequel to a movie that I dunked on last time, which was Your Christmas or Mine. Uh, which is really bad, stupid rom-com. This was such a beautiful little sequel. It was really fun. Uh, just some stupid work. It's just about another switch up at Christmas time. Really, really fun. Two and a half stars, though, because it was terrible. Confess Fletch 2022, which is um, John Hamm, and he's like a private investigator, and he's trying to prove that he didn't do this murder. But it's just just a, a John Hamm-esque character as a sleuth walking through a universe and just having charisma and just being a charismatic guy talking to a bunch of people it was really really funny really really fun uh just a light-hearted throw it on you guys will you don't have to really pay attention but i think you'll really really like it three and a half stars it was, that's it a was remake really of a there's other yeah. fletch movies yeah so it was uh it was something man uh, and that's basically it and then i gave my full review of gardens of the galaxy 2 or 3 <laughs> uh, which was dreadful 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 movie yeah we're not getting back into <laughs> that anyway that's all i got for you i think that's all for cinemates today yeah. I can't think of anything else. Thank you so much for having me back. It Thanks was good for to be coming. Back. It's good Thanks to have you here. Uh, where, what's your letterbox? Where can we find you? Uh, oh, no. I have to bring it out. I think it's like the Liam Thompson or Put something. Put you on the spot. Uh, let's see. Profile. Uh, Liam underscore Thompson. There we go. You can hey. see all my reviews. They're usually short. Uh, you can follow Jake. Jake underscore Schultz6 with no T at X and uh, Gax Reviews on Letterboxd. You can follow me, Piccolo, on Letterboxd. Or just type Mike Collins, look for 21 Savage. And Mike Jose Collins on all X and yada yadas. Uh, share this, subscribe to this, like this, rate this. I didn't get movies that were coming out next week. Who cares? Uh, boy in poor the Things. Heron. We're going to be poor able to things, poor yes. things We'll next be at Poor Things. Oh, sorry. I do care, actually. <laughs> and The Boy in the Heron's like out in theaters that. right now, too. So if you want to uh, go yeah, watch Boy that. Yeah, Boy in the Heron. There we go. Hell yeah. Well, we did thanks, it. Uh, thanks for coming, man. Oh, it was great to be back. I will let me know if I can come back. Hell yeah, man. Sounds good to me. See ya. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.